Welcome back. I am sure you're excited about this episode, and I am excited to share this episode. The thing is, I feel like we are really good at a society at being like, oh, I want a quick fix. I want a pill to make my metabolism stronger. I want this. And we're trying to look for these things that actually don't work and also cost money And they often end up hurting our metabolisms in the long run. So I am super excited today to share seven natural things you can do to jumpstart, revive, boost, get that metabolism moving again, which is so important. I think sometimes we forget that we can do things naturally and just changing and tweaking a couple normal habits make a huge difference in our body's ability to perform better. I know we talk about fat loss a lot, but the truth is it's not always about fat loss. It's also about function and feeling good and a strong metabolism can help you feel better. So I'm super excited to share these seven tips. You know how I do. If you look in the notes, I will have every study that I mention linked so you will know where to find all the studies I'm talking about and it will be an easy read for you if you want more details, but I really think you're going to find this episode helpful. Also, as always, don't forget, please write a review. Even just give it a couple stars if you don't have time to write a review and let me know what you think about the podcast. Please also share it with your friends. That makes a huge difference in the podcast's ability to grow and allows me to record even more and more thorough episodes as well. Today's podcast review is by three generations are so appreciative. It says, thank you so much for this share. Granny Bear here, learning and now passing forward to mama bears I know and care about. I'm happy to be a part of the We Love Wednesday team. Granny Bear, Haley Blair is her name. Thank you for the review. I'm glad you're a part of our Wednesday's Win team. (laughs) Can I name it that? Wednesday's We Win because we listen to the podcast. But I'm happy that you're here as well. And for anyone else, please remember the reviews are helpful. They help the podcast. And as always, share it with your friends. Spread the word. Let's give people some good, real, reliable news that can actually make our lives better one step at a time. And today's show sponsor is Soul CBD. Now, I'm going to be super honest. I basically stalked this company and begged them to be a show sponsor because I am a raving fan of a couple of their products. So first of all, it has zero THC, it's organically grown, and it's made in the USA. But for me, my connection is I struggle when I go to sleep at night with racing thoughts. I have a lot on my plate, and it seems like the second I lay my head down on the pillow, my brain is going, 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 going. I've also mentioned before that I have anxiety. So when I lay down, it just sometimes takes a really long time for me to fall asleep because of everything I have on my plate. I'm trying to be a good mother. I'm trying to run a business. I'm trying to make things good and do all the things that I need to. And I just can't fall asleep and I can't calm my mind at night. I've tried a few different things. I've tried melatonin. I've tried other methods. But when I stumbled upon their sleepy bedtime bestie gummies, I'm not kidding when I say they have been a game changer for me. They've been so helpful for me. I take one at night and I fall asleep without any problems at all. I've been so impressed that I reached out to them and I was like, please be a show sponsor. I love your product. They have really, really helped me. So if you want to try any of their products, you can use the code SIMPLE for 15% off. That is S-I-M-P-L-E for 15% off when you go to their website, which is www.mysoulcbd. 
I also really enjoy their Rapid Relief Cream that has 15 milligrams of CBD in it, and you can basically rub it anywhere where you're having aches and pains. So I use it for sore muscles all the time, and I really enjoy it. Those are my two go-to products for them, but they have a lot of different products, and the truth is I'm excited to try more of their products because I've been so impressed with what I already have. Also remember, they are organically grown, they are made in the USA, and they do have zero THC, and their products are truly fantastic. So again, simple for 15% off and their site is mysoulcbd.com. You are going to love it and truly if you are someone who struggles with falling asleep, those sleepy bedtime bestie gummies are going to be a game changer for you. I do not doubt it at all. My name's Andrea Allen and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed. So I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. So here's the truth. None of the tips I give you today I think are going to be overly surprising, but what I'm hoping is that when I explain the science behind them, you realize that they're real and important tips that you could literally add in this week to see changes. I think oftentimes we just go through the motions and we look for some secret holy grail, but the truth is it often is simple things that we can add in every day to feel better. So when I give these tips, I'll make sure to back them up with science so we're on the right page and that you know that they work and that they are effective. So my first tip is going to be water is your friend. You need to increase your water intake. I know I've talked about water a million times, but the truth is, even when you are mildly dehydrated, studies show that it can slow down your metabolism. One study showed that adults who drink eight or more glasses of water per day burn more calories than those who only drink four glasses of water per day. Also, not only drinking water, but drinking cold water is even better for your metabolism because when the water is really cold, your body has to cool it down to bring it to homeostasis to be able to use it. So your metabolism can be elevated, I read, for up to 10% higher for the next hour after you drink cold water. And most studies said just even like 17 ounces of water. So get your water in. It is very, very important. If you struggle with water, my tip for you is to add snacks into your diet of foods that have natural water in them, like veggies and fruit. Oftentimes we try to snack on pretzels or, you know, chips or something else. But if you struggle with water, I would lean towards if you have the space for your carbs for veggies and fruits, because those, A, they have vitamins and minerals in them. They're going to be fantastic for you. And B, they have water in them. And also the pretzels have salt, which is going to dehydrate you even more. My next tip is going to be simple, but I actually am a firm believer of it. And I will tell my own story as well. You need to stand more. So nowadays, everyone's sitting. We're all working at computers. We're all doing everything just sitting all day long. And recently, a lot of studies have even compared sitting all day to like what we used to look at smoking as bad for our health. And it's crazy the difference it makes when we are not sitting all day. 
One study I found showed that compared to sitting all day, if someone just stood in the afternoon at their desk, that they burned an average of 174 calories just from standing at their desk instead of sitting. I am a massive believer of this. Let me tell you why. When Paul and I were first married, I worked at a mental health company and we would help people who had um, overdosed or had mental disabilities or different things going on and they admitted to the hospital. And I, my job title was a health guide. So I would communicate with these people and make sure they had their needs met, like their appointments and stuff. I worked at a desk. And it was hard for me because I was also a fitness instructor and my major was in public health education. And I knew working at a desk was not good for me. And I remember when I first started, instead of taking a lunch break, I would walk around the building because I just felt like I needed to move. And finally, I went to my boss and I was like, I need a standing desk. (laughs) She was like, what? And I was like, no, I really need a standing desk. I'm I'm struggling sitting. I'm lethargic. I can't concentrate. And I, I wasn't lying. That was the truth. I would get distracted. I would snack. I just couldn't focus. And, you know, I... I begged her and begged her and begged her. And I was good friends with my boss. And I finally told her, I'm going to die if you don't give me a standing desk. And she was like, Andrea, I'm pretty sure you're not going to die. You're one of the healthiest people in here. But I did get that standing desk. And it made a huge difference, A, in how I felt and my productivity. Amazon has standing desks now. I have one here at my house. It's a little bulky. It's like a small desk you put on top. I will link it in the show notes. It's like a table that goes on top of your desk and you like squeeze the sides and it stands up so you can stand up with it. And it is worth it. I use mine all the time now when I'm working on client macros. I will be sitting at my computer for a while and I'm trying to concentrate. And whenever I start to lose concentration, I instantly pull out the standing desk. I stand up and it is like a game changer where my body feels like it's working better and I'm able to concentrate better. So If you are someone who does have a job or you know someone who has a job where they sit all day and they're feeling lethargic and they're feeling like their metabolism is in a slump, get them a standing desk. It works. I have my own personal experience to say that it truly does help you feel more alert and I would feel so much better those days when I went through spurts of standing, sitting, standing, sitting. And so I really do swear by them. And studies show you could burn even by standing in the afternoon. 174 more calories. Win, win, win. So that is another way to boost your metabolism. My third tip, and this is not going to be a shocker for you if you have listened to more than a handful of my podcast episodes, is to eat protein at every meal. Now, I'm not going to go into this one in crazy detail because I did talk about it a ton in last week's episode about why protein matters for your metabolism, but I do kind of just want to hone in a couple of points that I didn't bring up last week that really do matter and why protein matters. So obviously, we know that protein is good for our muscle, but we also need to realize that protein actually has a higher thermogenic effect on foods. So that means that the rate that our body breaks down, the thermogenic rate, is higher in protein than it is in fats and carbs. So that means it takes more work for your body, and by work I mean more calories, for your body to break it down, digest it, and absorb the nutrients. Some studies show that protein consumption increases the metabolism by 15 to 30% to simply digest the food. In comparison to carbs, which is 5 to 10%, it increases the metabolism, or 0 to 3% for fats. So that basically means protein is harder for your 
body to break down. So it basically has to take more work, which burns more calories, which raises that thermogenic rate. Studies show that protein also helps you stay fuller longer, so you're not as hungry as much. And that could be partly linked to the fact that our body has to work longer to break it down. So we're just, it's not flying through us like some simple carbs or some other things could possibly be. Another study I found showed that the hunger hormone, that is ghrelin or ghrelin, I always say it wrong, but it's one of those, which is what matters most. But that hunger hormone reduced with higher protein meals. They had more energy and their metabolism was shown to be faster. So protein really does make a difference. For my clients, I tend to keep them on 0.8 to 1.1 gram per pound of body weight. Typically is where I keep them, but if they're moving to like maintenance or they're just trying to maintain, obviously that can sit lower at more like 0.7 to 1 gram if they're not trying to build muscle or lose fat. Because if you're trying to build muscle or lose fat, you kind of want the protein to sit higher to protect the muscle from being broken down as energy or to build the muscle. For my vegans, the ratio is also a little bit lower to manage that, but you do want to kind of keep your protein level up for obviously those reasons, but also in general for your metabolism. My fourth tip is interval workouts, and they really do work. I am a massive believer in interval HIIT style workouts. This is basically a style of workouts that involve high bursts of energy and then rest periods. So you can do this with body weight or you can do this with weights. For my clients, I give them a mix of intervals, but I have them using weights because I want them to build muscle, but I also have them use bursts of cardio movements to kind of get their heart rate up and down and then intermix those with rest periods together. So that's kind of what interval training is. The difference between that and steady state is steady state, your heart rate isn't going up and down, up and down, up and down. It's pretty much level throughout the workout. For example, like riding a bike, that would be pretty much level. Now, you could do an interval workout on a bike if you're going slower and then really fast and then slower, that would then turn it into an interval. But when I say steady state, it means that it's all about level. It's all about the same. Your heart rate's kind of the same. You're not taking rest windows and you're not having bursts of energy. Studies have shown with interval hit style workouts like this where there's that high, low and rest that your metabolism is elevated for up to 72 hours later after your workout. That is killer. That is like a chance of your metabolism being elevated for three days. That is Awesome. That is why intervals work. That is why I put my clients on intervals. One international study of obesity studied a 20-minute HIIT workout for women, and they lost 5.5 pounds more and gained more lean muscle over the course of the 15 weeks than the women who just did their steady-state consistent cardio. So interval workouts are your friend if you are trying to rev up that metabolism. And another side note to that is if your metabolism is revved up during that workout and then it's elevated afterwards, the chances of you burning more fat after you're done working out are also increased. So it really does make a difference. If you're someone who has always done a steady state workout, just ran or biked or swam, whatever it is, you can still do those, but you need to mix it up. You need to add possibly, for example, running. You could add walking and then sprinting intervals. I used to get on a treadmill, and you can do this outside, and I would rest for 30 seconds, and then I would get on, and I would sprint like a maniac. I even have a have a workout for my clients where I do the same thing, where they have intervals of walking and sprinting, and 
I've had clients tell me all the time, oh my gosh, I felt like invigorated when you had me doing these intervals, but they really do work. And then you want to add in that rest period. So if you're looking at your workouts, if you're wondering what to do, you can do intervals with weights. You can do any intervals with body weight and they both kind of work, but you want to have high bursts of energy and then you want to have a rest period or low period so that your heart rate can come up and down. My fifth idea that does have to also do with working out is to increase your weights. And you know, I talk about that a lot. I truly don't mean to be a broken record, but these make a difference in our ability to have sustainable success. So I'm not going to get into this a ton because I did talk about this last week a lot when we talked about muscle and how muscle is metabolically active, more active than fat. And that also means that it takes more effort, more work to maintain that muscle. So here's an actual stat that I do want to give you and why using weights is important and why you should add weights into your routine. Even if you're doing interval workouts, that's great, but you should add weights in and increase the size of your weights because, as again, I mentioned, muscle is more metabolically active. So for every pound of muscle, it uses about six calories a day just to maintain that muscle. When it is a pound of fat, it only burns two calories per day. So look at it this way. If there are 60 pounds of muscle on your body, whatever your weight is, it doesn't matter. I just pulled a number out of the air, 60 pounds. That means that if you do nothing, if you sit on your couch, it takes your body 360 calories to maintain that muscle. Imagine if there were 80 pounds of muscle on your body or even like 50 or whatever the amount. It's a decent amount, a couple hundred calories just to maintain that muscle. Just another friendly reminder, muscle is your friend. And if you want more details of why muscle is your friend, go back to last week's episode on fat loss misconceptions because I talk about muscle in that one too. So adding muscle, adding heavier weights is a great way. It's my number five tip for increasing your metabolism. My next tip, and again, as I've mentioned, these truly are all common sense, but when we understand the science behind them, I feel like they take up more meaning. I feel like it makes a difference. So the next tip is you need to get more sleep. Obesity has been linked to lack of sleep. Poor sleep has also been shown to boost the hunger hormone that we talked about and decrease the satiation hormone liptin. It makes it lower and it makes you more hungry, which is no good, the combination of those two. It also leads to impaired glucose intolerance. That basically means your body's ability to utilize sugar for fuel. So it's hurting that process, which is not, we don't want that. That's not very good. Sleep deprivation and sleep disordered breathing are also believed to cause metabolic dysregulation, hormone imbalance, and subclinical inflammation. I know that getting sleep as a mom is hard. Like, I feel that in the soul of my souls, how hard that is. I remember when all of my children were babies. My youngest is now three. But when they're babies, I'm like, I, I don't think I sleep eight hours for the week. <laughs> and that's what you feel like, truthfully. So I want to tell you, I know that it's hard. And all I can do is say, I, I get it. And you can just do your best. You don't have to be perfect, but just do your best. I know that also after kids go to bed, oftentimes we feel free, like, oh, this is my time, and we want to stay up and watch a show or have snacks or talk to our friends or our spouse or scroll on Instagram or whatever it is. And I'm just going to encourage you that if you actually want to feel good, I want you to get in bed. Do not get on Instagram. Do not watch a show. Do not have snacks. 
get in bed. If you want to talk to your spouse or talk to people before, that's good. That's like a social interaction with people you love. But I promise you the best form of self-care is to feel good day in and day out. So get in bed. We can't control having to wake up multiple times in the night with little kids, but we can control that when we put them to bed, we do our best to get ourselves in bed as well. And I think that that will help. Also, if you do have a sleep disorder with breathing, please go get it checked. I know I mentioned this on my Instagram, Deliciously Fit and Healthy, but my husband has sleep apnea. And when we got married, he would snore and I would just be like, oh, whatever, he's snoring. And it just has gotten worse and worse over the years to the point where he sleeps in another room most of the time. And recently we went on a vacation to Disneyland and he was snoring and I was like, oh my gosh, I am sleeping next to a freight train. I literally wanted to sleep out on the street. It was so bad. And we've talked to a few people about it. We've tried to tape his mouth. We've tried all kinds of things. And we finally got him tested and he like had to wear this machine to like get tested one night. When we got his results back, the sleep test said that in an hour... In one hour, he woke up 30 times. And I'm like, did you know you woke up that much? And he was like, no, I had no idea. It was crazy. And he even has a whoop that monitors his sleep. And his sleep was always so bad. And he struggles um, with like feeling good in his workouts and even with weight management sometimes. So we did this test for him and he now has a sleep apnea machine. And even his whoop shows his sleep is like almost tripled what he was doing. And he's like, I feel better. He's actually dropping weight easier now. And he is also doing a better job in his workouts. He's like, I just feel a little bit less lethargic and just good. So if you think you have a sleep disorder, I encourage you to reach out and actually have it tested. I know the machines can vary in price, but I would say it is worth saving or even asking close family members who love you to help you save for that because I've seen the difference it's made in my own spouse and in Paul and he really is doing better the way he feels the way he looks the way he acts everything and he's like I didn't even realize he's like I just was so normal to me to like kind of be tired I just thought that was life but it wasn't it was truly sleep deprivation and if you want to listen to an episode on sleeping Episode 53 with the sleep guru, Meredith Broderick, was amazing. In fact, that's the entire reason we got him tested because of that episode and the things she said to me on it. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get my husband tested. His sleeping is not correct. So go back and listen to episode 53. I think you will find it helpful. I know I did. And I know we we literally changed his whole sleep situation because of it. Try to get your sleep in. Try to go to bed earlier. And if you think there is a sleeping disorder, please reach out and get some help for that. All right. My last and final tip, my seventh tip is avoid crash diets. You know I'm on that ship. You know I am yelling from that ship to everybody. Stop doing those crazy diets. They don't only hurt your self-esteem and your self-worth, they're legitimately hurting your metabolism, which is not good. I found this quote and I loved it. It was from Caroline Brown. She's MS. She's a registered dietitian. She said, underfueling is just as risky as overfueling. Hands down, that is correct. Undereating is just as bad for you as overeating is. They both hurt your metabolism. They both hurt your health. And I feel like as a society, all we ever do is talk about the overeating. And it's like, oh my gosh, do you know how many people undereat? 
Like I've been very open that I think like 40% of my clients under eat and I have to increase their food intake. So stop doing these crazy diets and let me explain why. I understand that the diet is going to help you drop a couple of pounds at first. I understand that you're going to feel good and you're going to see those couple pounds on the scale and then it's going to make you think it's working. But the problem is it's going to come back to haunt you because you can't maintain that extreme diet. And not only that, but down the road, you will start struggling with it even more. And then it can create binging and other issues. And because you've been possibly in a calorie deficit for too long, when you start those habits, your metabolism is slowed and it can't digest and absorb the amount of food you're eating, which maybe six months ago, a year ago, you could because you had a stronger metabolism because you weren't living your life in a deficit. Calorie deficits short term with balanced, strong numbers where you're eating enough protein, yes, they can work. But a calorie deficit for a long period of time definitely hurts your metabolism or anything that is super extreme where you're feeling agitated, you're feeling on the weekends, you're losing your mind and you're binging, you're feeling cravings. Those are all signs that the diet is a crash diet, that it is way too extreme. Plus, on the other side of that, if you are eating in a calorie deficit for too long and it's too extreme, it also will cause you to lose muscle. And we know muscle speeds up the metabolism. So you do not ever want to lose muscle because that's going to slow down the metabolism and hurt the process even more. All right, that's it for today. I hope those seven simple yet super effective tips for increasing and boosting your metabolism that you take into your life this week and try to add a couple of them in or just be aware of your habits and what's going on. I really do know all of these will work. I do honestly, majority of them with my clients, and they all have no issues reaching their goals, whether it's building muscle or fat loss or maintaining. And they really do work, which is why I was like, I got to do an episode on the metabolism because it's underrated all the things you can do to really get that guy rolling like a blazing fire in there, which allows you to live more freely and have more and more food and to just not overthink everything. So please try to add in at least one or two of these tips and see how you feel. If the episode was helpful, share it with your friends, your loved ones, anyone you care about. Let's spread the word. And as always, you are truly doing better than you think you are. All right, that's it for this week. We'll chat next week. 